Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi everyone, welcome back, or welcome to the Car Chat Podcast, and with me today, I have Joe Achilles. Hi Joe. Hey buddy, how's it going? Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, you very much. I was looking this up. Joe was on, and I can't remember, the normal format for the podcast is running through someone's like journey of how their life and how they've got to where we are, and I don't know whether we actually did that with you, because it was, it was episode number two, <laughs> September the 14th, 2018. Wow, almost, yeah, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, exactly. almost. It's almost to the almost day. Almost to the day. Wow, yeah. that, is, that is quite something. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess I would sort of say, what, what have you been up to since 2018? But that's probably quite, quite something. Just before, I think in that podcast, we'd seen the launch of the M2 competition. Yes, that's right. And I, you had ordered one, but you, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Okay, well, well I think you hadn't said, I think we just hadn't said that. We were just talking about it existed. Yes. So, so since then? Since then, uh, you've yes, had I, an M2 competition? It, pretty much, yeah. And I've still got it. It's, it's uh, parked in your drive at the moment. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. That's the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> over and done. Nice, nice to yeah, see just, you. Just, Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> sweet. See you next Tuesday. Um, no, yeah. So, on that car. Yeah. That was, at the time, that was like your dream car. That was the one you wanted to get. Yep. So how has it been, your journey with that? Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, it has its faults. But I think still to this day, and it is just about on sale still, um, it's right at the end of its lifeline now, and I think they're about to stop orders. But I think for the money, especially some of the really good finance deals that are around, um, I still think it's a very, it's a very good car, good sports car, if you like. 
Mine's a manual. Uh, I know you're a big manual fan. And I just think there's not many cars that are out there, manual, rear-wheel drive, 400 horsepower, but also practical, big boot, four seats, you know, even a Cayman, nothing, none of those sort of cars can do the four seat big boot thing. So I still think, yeah, there's nothing that I've kind of got my eyes on to replace that car. So yeah, I couldn't really be happier. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great little car. I like seeing it today. You've got a bit of a royalty exhaust on it. Yeah. It, they're just cool. And I like, I love, I don't know whether I must've, maybe I had my M2. Did I have my M2 at that point in time? You did. I think, yes. Maybe it just got it or. Yeah. You, cause I had what I had an original M2, then I got rid of that and then. You got yours, which I was very jealous about because yours was an LCI and, um, yeah. yeah, it was lovely. Really nice spec. Actually, was it? Was it not? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Was it not LCI? No, it was the no. original. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Now I've completely lost concept of the times. And, yeah. then, and then you got your car. <laughs> what, what sort of changes have you made um, to over the t- time you've had it? So I think the most important thing really for, for most M2 competition owners is the exhaust, just trying to bring back some of that sound that we're all sort of starved from these days because it has the OPF filters and stuff in place and the cats and things. Uh, so, yeah, it has a Remus back box and a Remus mid-res de- delete sort of straight pipes in the middle, which which brings up a lot of sound when you want it, which is important to me. When you're in comfort or on the motorway, it's not too droney. Not too droney. Yeah. So that, I've got a lovely Venturi carbon air intake, which oh. which looks the business. It as, does. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. And uh, and it also definitely improves pickup and, um, and, and it gives you a nice sound as well, induction sound. And then I've just, yeah, put some recent EBC brakes on it. So some new sort of two-piece floating calipers. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, um, discs that are just lovely and... A few other bits and pieces, but I haven't gone too crazy. Like visually, I've also got the 763M sort of aftermarket BMW um, M performance wheels on mm. there, which are a lot lighter than the 788 standard wheels. Um, and they look, I love them. They look nice and simple. And I like simple. They kind of remind me a bit of the ones that you on your GC3 RS. They're not, they're not overcomplicated. I find wheel designs these days are just getting so overcomplicated. They're going mad, aren't they, on going, some cars? Yeah, and they look, they look physically heavy, even if... <laughs> they're claiming they're not. They just it's just like well, we don't need all this stuff. And also, when it comes to cleaning it, like what a nightmare! Yeah, yeah. when well, you've got all these tiny little, let's say, like the, the, the M4 GTS wheel, which actually the yes. competition wheel is a bit like that, isn't it? Exactly. All these little holes. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Looks great when it's in the showroom. Yeah, but yeah, try cleaning it twenty five times. Have so. you noticed a difference driving the car with some lighter wheels? Uh, I, I I did um, literally immediately, even on the just literally pulling out of the garage after they've been fitted. I, I, you know, the steering feel changed. I haven't taken it actually out. I have taken it on track once, but only for a couple of laps. But that's where you really start to feel it. Um, just, yeah, that lighter sort of unsprung weight. And, um, it's such a tricky one because I know people bang on about it. Yeah. And, like, we know from, like, physics that, yes, lighter wheels, lighter brakes, whatever, is better. But you never really get to try a before and after on a certain car. No. you just drive a car... And go, oh, it seems pretty good. And then you drive a different car and it might seem better or worse, but it's a different car. You never get to drive the same model. Yeah, there's too many variables normally, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, well, those wheels, maybe they felt great, but it could have been the steering or the car or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so it's, that, that's true. It's very rare that you get to you know, drive a car in with heavier wheels on and drive it out. But um, they definitely feel, they definitely feel 
better whether that's sort of mentally yeah. <laughs> me going yes no they're definitely better definitely but, worth buying but then it's a if, if it's a placebo effect and it's effective that's still an effect that <laughs> yeah, you, you run feel, with it exactly. every time you drive it, it it feels better exactly and they look better and whatever and you get all that stuff yeah yeah with your youtube channel yep i was looking back and it seems to have taken off this year yep what has what 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 has changed do you, do you think anything's changed that's led to that or i, I think last, has your attitude changed I, I think yeah i think it's a it's it's a lot it's a lot of things that came together at the beginning of this year before covid our friend covid came along yeah. um but yeah it's uh i think last year i was really struggling i had a lot of things going on in in my life that that were sort of mentally hard to deal with and i i tried to i just carried on as normal as i thought as normal but I wasn't getting the views the, the, it wasn't growing that big and and I think looking back at some of those videos now I can see I can see it in me that I just wasn't there and I wasn't yeah. engaged and and I think this year I've kind of approached it differently I've I had some really big videos at the beginning of the year but also doing doing some videos with Carwell Matt Watson and stuff that definitely helped they all just seemed to cut I had some really big videos I got mentioned on Carwell a few times so I got some of their audience and I could see the spike in that and mm. and then it just continued to grow and I think yeah, I was on 60k on January the 1st this year and now I'm 120 or something yeah approaching 120 which is just that's like a, it's that's a massive gain in- <laughs> yeah and it's it's crazy cuz how long have you been making videos for now well probably um I reckon, let's say five or six years, but the last three I've really been putting sort of, yeah, quite a lot of effort into. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's like up until January, I was looking back at it and it's yeah. like, you know, you, you, you're gaining followers and it's slowly increasing. And I imagine it feels like really, really hard work at yeah. that point in time. And like, I, I find it, with, whether it's for the podcast or making videos or just other stuff, you, you know you should keep doing it. Yeah. And you know you should just like keep doing it. And it's like, if you keep doing it, it will, you will get, if, unless you're shite. Yes. Like, yeah. You will get there in the end. Yeah. And I, do you think that was the sort of culmination of just putting that effort in and keep going and keep going? And then you find, you've started to get to this point where it's starting to come together. Yeah. Yeah. It, pretty much. It's, it feels like, you know, when you're on a steep slope in a rear wheel drive car in the middle of winter and you, and you, and you can't <laughs> quite get out there and it's just slipping a little bit. Yeah. And then eventually the tires start to grip. And then you get that momentum and it is, it's just that, it's that effort, but it's, it's a hard, as you know, you know, firsthand. And I know a lot of other YouTubers that are kind of around my level that have, have gone through a lot of like mental challenges over the past couple of years. Cause I think people just don't realize how much effort and time goes into it. And then, you know, you, you, you should learn to ignore some negative comments or, you know, the keyboard warriors, but it does get to you sometimes. They just destroy and you. Destroy like, you completely. And it's like, why should they? Five words or whatever. You're like, oh, you cut me to my deepest, darkest inside, like, insecurity. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Like, I'm never going to make another video again. Exactly. And we joke about it now, but it does. It does. It can get to you and um, through the winter months and stuff. But it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of effort. You know, doing what we're doing today is a lot of effort. Filming a video. Yeah. Every, everything's effort. And you guys see the, the end results, which is great. But... The, the, the stuff that goes into it beforehand is, uh, you know, it's, it's hard work. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, this year has been been great in that sense. One yeah. of the videos, which I believe was maybe maybe it was at the beginning of this year, was that M3 touring that someone built. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the big bangers. Um, so yeah, a guy called Nick Pritchard uh, on Instagram, NP63. He's he's actually built a number of them, starting with the E46 years ago. And, and oh, okay. um, I saw it on Speed Hunters about four or five years ago. He had the E91, so the V8 one. Mm. And that thing was amazing. Super, it had a supercharger. It was just insane. And I contacted him years ago before I even had a channel. And yeah. he was very kind, got straight back to me. And, and then I met him at a show a few years later. And um, he's, a, he's a top guy. And he's always built M3 Tourings. <laughs> and, and obviously now I've been speaking to him recently. And obviously he's just like, oh, damn, what am I going to do now that BMW <laughs> actually announced they're going to do one for this generation? But, um, but yeah, that video did. I knew it would do well, but it's like, I think by... By the end of this month, I think it'll be on a million views, which is wow. um, which is which is which is really cool. And obviously, when you're getting those kind of views, uh, you actually earn you actually <laughs> earn a little bit of money from it as well, you know, yeah. which is uh, yeah, which is which is nice. So it's a, it's a double bonus. Was that an interesting? Because that that car, I remember seeing that video come out, and I've seen that car once before, maybe in the flesh. And yep. it's just a really cool car, and I think. That's it. That was immediately. I'm like, well, I'm watching. It's yes. like, I want to know about this car. Like, tell me about it. The story. Yeah. Like, it's someone's project. Yeah. It's it's actually it's so much more interesting than BMW just making an M3 Touring. A hundred percent. I think I think the you know anything that's new these days. You, you you know you see it on YouTube. You refresh the your subscriber page, and everyone's done a video about it. It almost waters it down immediately, doesn't it? It's like yeah. I was excited about looking at that car, but now I'm not because it's everywhere. Um, but when you've got a, like a unicorn like that, I guess it's just awesome. So yeah, he's uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth checking out. That yeah, car. it's a cool one. Are you have you now off the back of that and around been trying to find other unicorn cars? <laughs> Obviously, that one's quite unique. Yeah, it is, and especially for my audience, I guess, because yeah. I've got quite a big BMW audience. But um, I, ha- I haven't actively really been doing that where I should be. It's just finding the time. But you're right. I think it is just finding those. I filmed a really cool A45s yesterday. With I mean, really cool. It was, it was a standard A45s with 500 horsepower, but it was it didn't have an aero pack, and it was just it. it so it was a new hot hatch or mega hatch but it was just ballistic this car but it looked like the biggest sleeper and i think just just things like that that are slightly different to stock yeah um yes it helps with a clickbaity title i don't like clickbait titles but you know something in you've there got to grab people's attention you've somehow got to. yeah yeah and uh and so yeah so i think i should i should definitely be more active looking for um yeah for, for more unusual cars other than trying to the effort of finding it, whatever the effort of recording and doing the video is exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had um, someone reach out to me recently and said, "Oh, we saw I, I did some stuff with the Honda E." Yes. Um, and I reached out to them because I, I just thought that car was really interesting. I just thought it was interesting, cool. Can we do something with it? Sweet. And then I had someone else reach out and be like, "Would you like one of our cars?" You're like, God. That, I'm touched, but I'm trying to work out how to say, like, I'm not interested in any of your cars. Thanks very much. Like, yeah, it's just the time and effort and all of the things in an ideal world. Yes, I would love to just be able to build that knowledge of just driving different cars. Yeah. Maybe drive for like half an hour, but not have to go massively out of my way to do it because the audience doesn't care. Certain cars, audience just doesn't care about. Yep. And being able to say that. <laughs> yeah, how do you say it diplomatically? How do you say that diplomatically? Be like, thank you, thank you so much. But like, in all honesty, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, 
unless you paid me, there's just other stuff I could be doing yep. right now. Yeah. One of the other things you're doing at the moment, you're wearing a T-shirt. Yes. Oh, did you want me to come Can up you, here topless? Or? Well, yeah, I'm a bit... <laughs> for our video viewers, I'm a bit depressed that Joe's not going to topless. I've given him the wide-angle gunshot as well. Yeah, yeah you really don't want to see what's under here. <laughs> but um, you started a clothing yeah, company. so, so um, me and my best mate, Jonathan, started a brand called Control and Shift about 18 months ago or so. And, uh, yeah, we, we do a number of T-shirts, including this Breaking Bad one, and, and various mugs and, you know, phone mounts, car-related sort of stuff, I guess. But, yeah, that's going really well. It's, we're kind of investing everything we make from it we're putting back into the company because it's, it's a lot of time and effort. And, again, when I set that up with my best friend, it was literally over a couple of pints. Yeah. He was like, look, I'm, I'm quitting my job to look after you know, he's got three kids. He's like, I'm going to spend more time at home. Um, let's set something up. And I was like, at the time, I was like, yeah, that's great. But I don't have any extra time in my in my schedule, effectively. But, you know, I'll, I'll be the face of the brand. Yeah. And, and you basically do everything else. And and he's the intelligent one. He's the creative <laughs> one. He's he's the hard one. So, it's, yeah, so it's kind of worked out. You know, it's worked out really well. And, and uh, we've got a couple of other YouTubers that are sort of on board with it now as yeah. well. So we literally, yeah, do their designs and sell their stuff and they don't have to do anything apart from sort of talk about it occasionally in their videos to, to get their Yeah, and I think up. the thing that struck me when I... Th- I can't remember what the first one I saw was, but, like, they're all car-related. Yeah. And they're all, like, slightly funny puns. Yeah. That are... That to me, go like, yeah, I'd, I'd totally wear that T-shirt. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, stupid and silly, and, but, like, kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to get used... Yeah, let me know what you want, Sam. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll sort this out. We'll sort this out. <laughs> yeah. I'll wear, I, I could wear one on a, a couple of podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rock it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but has it, has it been interesting having... That is like a side thing going along because everyone does main YouTubers make YouTube videos, YouTube, you get some revenue, but it's up and down and variable and whatever. And yep. then you see, you start, we're starting to see a lot of the big YouTubers and then just people just trying to branch out and have other things that they can have going along whilst cranking out the videos Yep, and just providing a bit of that security i guess that is not necessarily you have to record a video today yep of something interesting and if it's the car world you've got to go somewhere find an expensive vehicle rely on the weather right and do all this stuff (laughs) yeah whereas like it's actually quite nice just to have maybe like a product or whatever that is going along you can chase that yep and provide a bit of sanity yeah is that being good yeah i think that's yeah you've summed up well there Uh, and i also think that you do realize over time that you know if you've got people messaging you daily saying they've been been out and this is not me blowing my own trumpet but saying they've been out and bought a car off the back of my videos or whatever it might be you then suddenly think to yourself well wait a second like if I, i might as well be selling something that i believe in that's actually mine um and promoting it because totally. well, why should I always be promoting other other people's stuff? <laughs> Generally for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? Um, so, so yeah, that was kind of the thinking behind it, and it's uh, yeah, and it's 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 good. Uh, pe- people, there's some. I think John told me the other day where sh- he's shipped to so far sixty five different countries, wow. which is just like I mean, that's my YouTube demographics really weird. I think it's like forty five percent UK, which is quite small compared to a lot of UK. Yeah. Um, 
sort of automotive guys. And then and then it's just like ten percent America, and then it just goes like one 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 one. Like really? all these countries, wow. yeah. Some that I was like, what? Where is that place? You know, like so it's amazing. So, so and that kind of reflects in the control and shift sales. They're just all over the place. So have you had a really good like feel good factor when someone buys a t shirt from somewhere? Like actually, you know, you're like they've spent money on my stuff because they like what we're doing. Yeah, I think when when I get, especially when I get tagged, because again, John John like deals with everything, so I don't really know. Yeah, you know, if, if you ordered something, I wouldn't know until yeah. I'd seen you in it, for instance. But um, but yeah, when I get tagged in a picture or something, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. Like you know, some random guy in Taiwan or whatever. That's mad, isn't it? It's like, wow, that's yeah, it's wicked. My t-shirt's walking around Taiwan, like you know. But yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's it is cool. It is nice because it's it's your own, it's your own product you know and you're in, you're interacting with your like audience and they value whatever it is you're doing yep. enough to contribute I've, have you done some live youtube videos i i did yeah uh, through through lockdown i started doing a couple of them because they, they were fun yeah yeah um, and then because i don't know whether you did you have the like super chat and yeah, stuff turned yeah, on? yeah 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 that- yeah well so i had so actually uh, a funny story about that i had um so my first I think it was my first ever YouTube live I did right at the start of lockdown, trying to come up with content, as a lot of us were. And, and yeah, it was about 10 minutes into it, and I'd had a couple of beers, as I tend to do on my lives. And uh, and someone from the States donated $100. Wow. Right? So I was like, I couldn't... I, when I watch it back, I, there's like a pause of about 20 seconds where I'm trying to compute what's ju- what's just happening. Yeah. And so I actually got a little bit emotional about it, and I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, this is crazy. And then 20 minutes later, someone else donated $100. And I was like, but no, like two or three, there was just 100 and then another 100. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I need to keep this going. So yeah, I mean, I've never seen, normally it's like, you know, two, three, but it all, it's, it's all great. It all helps. It's still like, it's amazing. Someone going out of their way. Yeah. To just, to just donate and help. Exactly. And it is, sometimes you feel a little bit, you know, like, you're like oh, well, you know, I do have a great life. I go and do all these amazing trips except 2020 but and and you know drive all these cars and i'm very fortunate but i think a lot of people do also realize that it's not a life it's, it is a lifestyle but it's not it's it's something that it's a working lifestyle almost yeah. um so it's yeah, it's it is you're right even if it's 99 pence it's still like wow that person's actually gone to the effort of doing that yeah. and appreciates me so it, so yeah and it does it counter affects those those the random YouTube comment that's whatever like, yeah. really takes you down and you're like, you yeah. know, no, it's like there are people out there and it's always trying to remember like the, the other 50,000 people that didn't write that or whatever. Exactly. But like, yeah. It, but you I, always remember that. You always the remember that. negative 17 year old that lives at home and his Because I so had, with the podcast, yeah. still working on getting some sponsors and stuff like that and there's, there's things in the, in the works but nothing there yet. And then someone suggested oh, why don't you do like a buy me a coffee option or uh, like buy me a coffee and I'll edit a photo or whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, I was talking to someone about it and I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do buy me a pint. Yep. You can buy me a pint on samwars.com slash shop. Yep. I'm just like, put it up there, picture a pint. What was an average pint price of a pint in London? £4.44. You can go and do it. And then someone like not very long after bought one. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> the hell it's like, actually a there's thing. literally a thing on my website that just says buy me a pint you get you get nothing back yeah and it but and, and like i said i just got this amazing feeling i was like you know after your fees and whatever you get sort of four pounds or something yeah and you're like 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a few people, like, it keeps happening. It's, yeah. And it's great. Like, it's just a real, really nice interaction. Now, if it could be more structured somehow and regular or whatever. Yeah. But it's a, I think it's a good, like, you've now you've actually realised yourself, you're like, oh, my God, this is this is actually a thing. Like, um, it makes you feel worthwhile and makes you realise that people do love your content. So buy them a pint immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go see my website and buy me a pint. No, but thank, thank you very much. Someone bought me three pints the other day. Oh, wow. I was, I was okay. like, wow. Yeah. Was yeah. Um, and generally, the, people will reach out via Instagram at the same time and say, like, I've just bought you a pint. Oh, nice. Whatever, so I can have a little chat with them. Yeah. But, yeah, totally. It is, it is that thing of... You put out all this content, all this free content. Yeah. And you put so much in on the front end that after a while, sometimes you think, because numbers can just be, they're just numbers on a screen. Yeah. They're not, you don't think, let's say you've got five people watching the video. You don't go, that's, oh, Tom, John, Sarah, whatever, like, and see those people. It's just a number. Yeah. And the next time you want more of yep. the number. Yeah. But when you get something like that, that number becomes... A real number. A real person yeah, and a yeah. real thing. And you're like, oh, no, they, these people do actually enjoy it rather yeah. than just like, I don't know, scroll past, watch for four seconds and then go yeah. somewhere else and go, I wish, oh, you didn't actually buy that car. You <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Which happens yeah. to me with some channels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea who you're talking about, but yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's cool. I think it's, it's a wicked thing. And yeah. I, I really like the T-shirts. I think oh, they're thanks. great. No, yeah, well, I'll hook you up. No problem. Sweet. Well, that's that's John, that, John will. That's what I've been fishing for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I go now? <laughs> Get out. Um, okay, so come, winding it back a bit. Yes. You, so you've got your M2 competition. Recently, yep. you've driven the M2 CS. Yep. So it's like a competition plus. Yes, exactly. Um, can you tell me your, what, what was that like? What was that like? I think... I think I went into the CS with really high expectations. It does cost quite a lot. It does cost quite a lot. And I'd actually, ironically, just uh, had the M3 CSL, the E46 for Ooh. a day. Have you driven one of them? No. Oh, well, that's... I mean, Let's that's talk a, about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But I just so I just got out of that and, and I was just blown away by how special that car was for a number of reasons. But lightweight being the main one, you know, and you know lightweight is just oh, the best, whether you're on the road or whether you're on track or whatever. There's no replacement, is there? What's the what's the line? Because Americans, there's no replacement for displacement. Yeah. But what can we think? Uh, I don't know. What lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us some suggestions. Spam him on his Instagram. Yeah, let's with give, a... some, give me some shout-outs and comments. Um, but so... so even though I knew it was roughly the same weight, which I just couldn't get my head around at the time, I just thought I'd get into that and it would be really amazing. And I think the, the, the thing with the, the CS is, yes, it's £22,000 more spec for spec. And when you actually... So it's like, what, 70? Yeah, it's 70, 75 for DCT okay. or something. But when you actually look at the parts, so the lightweight wheels, it comes with a big brake kit, it comes with a carbon bonnet and a carbon roof and merino leather interior, better seats. It, the, when you add everything up, it's definitely, there's, there's at least yeah. a 22 grand there. So I think I kind of summarised in my review just saying, look, if you can afford one of these, then it's a great car. It's an awesome car. It's, a, it's actually a better road car, ironically, than, than the competition. Just down Adaptive to the... suspension. Exactly. And it's really good. Like, I think they've really... They've, they've nailed it. As they do with all of these end of the run, you know, the, the M3 and M4 are about to be replaced. So they've just tweaked it and it's perfect. It's such a good road car. When I still got on track, it actually didn't feel any better than, than, 
than my M2 competition. Yeah. Um, and the times kind of reflected that. But I don't know what kind of miracle I was expecting because it is the same weight. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it was a smooth track, so the suspension didn't make too much of a difference out there. But, um, but yeah, I, I think on, when you're looking in finance, an M2 competition at the moment, you can get big discounts. And there's low APRs, and so the monthly payments are around six hundred quid a month. Yeah. Whereas the CS is over a grand. So I think if you're financing it, it's yeah, it's you wouldn't go for one because it's just it's silly. It's twice the money. But if you've got the money to actually buy one, I think it's 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 worth the sum of parts. Um, but it's just not because when you get to that price, yeah. My problem when you get to that price, TT fours, is you just start getting into some other stuff that yeah. is not underneath. Let's say, I don't know what a base two series costs. What's the cheapest two series you can buy? Probably like 25 grand or something. Okay. Yeah. So you're not a 25 grand base. No. If you get a Cayman or a GT4 or something. No. Like the base GT4 is 74 grand. Yeah. Like it only goes, that's it. Yeah. There's no lower. And you get a lot of cars. Yeah. If you get a Cayman, the base car's 40 or something, 45 maybe. Yeah. Um, and when you're in, I found with my M2, I loved it. Yeah. Like, it's a great car, but you are aware that it is a two series. Yeah. And with your, let's say, an M3 CS yep. current, or I guess about to be replaced or whatever, they don't weigh very much more than an M2. No. It's no. Like, they're almost identical. All M3, it's very M4, similar, isn't it? M2. It's, yeah. yeah. So you're like, where are they? Are they hiding lead in here or something? <laughs> like, what, what are they doing? A bit like Porsche with the GZ4. They was, you know, give it a silly gearbox and a few bits to hold it back. Yeah. It's like a BMW. <laughs> they weighed it down to slow it down so it doesn't step on the big brothers. Because how does the M2 CS compare to the equivalent M3? Um, so yes, or a seventy thousand pound M three. I don't know what a seventy thousand pound. So a seventy grand M three would. I mean, they're not in production now, but it would have been like a competition package that's now that that then became the competition. God knows why they changed that name. I mean, maybe they're having a competition to, about <laughs> names. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So um, yeah. Ex- well, I think that's the other thing is I think the M. That's just that's quite a that's a great car, especially the later ones. But it was more of a you know, you'd see lots of them out there. Um, yeah. It was a more of the run-of-the-mill run M car. Whereas, yeah, when you look at it like that, I guess the CS is, you are getting a slightly, you're getting a much smaller numbers, a bit more of a limited car with some special bits on it that you can't go out and buy. So, yeah, I, I think it's, but you're right. When you look at then, when you look at GT4s and stuff and, and what else is around 75, 80 grand, you, there, there's, there's a lot of cars that are out there. But I guess your original point about the M2 competition still yep. stands like it's got four seats exactly. and a boot and yeah. actually yeah your Cayman or whatever doesn't have that your 911 doesn't have you can't put big people in the back of a 911 no no um, and it's comfortable it, with that suspension in comfort on a long journey it is just lovely like it's really so plush whereas a GT4 you know especially with like the carbon buckets or something it's it's nice but it's not you wouldn't call it no, comfortable it's definitely sport car nice rather than just nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> In exactly. terms of luxe. Yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. And it, it is, obviously, it's a special sort of run-out model. Yep. Do you know how many they're going to make? Have they limited it or not really? I think, I think, oh, I'm going to get shot down for this, but I think it's about 2,000, I think it's 2,000-ish. Okay. Um, and it is, they have really limited 
the numbers. I think each dealer in the UK gets two or three, depending on their yeah. size. But then I know there's been some cancelled orders, and I think they like to build up the hype, um, yeah. a bit like Porsche, whereas but Porsche tends to sell all their cars, whereas BMW <laughs> always left with a few of the CSs. Couple left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. It's always like... That was always the thing where you should buy an M2 or you should buy like a two-year-old M3 and whatever for yeah. 10 grand less. You're like, oh, damn, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It is. Yeah. Tricky. No, it's a, it's a cool car. I think for the if you're an M2 nut yeah. and you've got the money, yeah. perfect. My main problem with my M2 was the suspension. Yes. And I just wished you could have adaptive suspension or even just a setup that was better for UK. Yep. They just look so cool. Yeah. They are such a hoot. Yeah. That's an unusual word. They're a hoot. Yeah. Drive. <laughs> no, they are. It sums up them too well, I think. They yeah. are. Yeah, they always have been. And yeah, I think they are. They're just great. And I like smaller, compact cars. You know, I think there's, there's something really cool about it. it. Punches above its weight a little bit. But. Yeah, because all cars are getting bigger and longer. And the M2 is an example of that. It's like it's bigger than it probably needs to be. But yeah. Uh, similar size to that M3 CSL, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Except that was probably lots. No, I'd say that's smaller. Sort of lower. Yeah, maybe same sort of length, but lower and slimmer. Slimmer. And just yeah. So yeah. talk to me about this M3 CSL. E46 M3 CSL. Have you driven one? I've not driven one. Oh, mate, you would love. I mean, most of you know Sam's a proper driver, and um, so you would appreciate. Like Joe. Well, I'm, I'm all right, but yeah, you would you would appreciate. This, the, you honestly it's just there's just something about, I've always wanted to drive one but it's it's a real case of it's, you know never meet your heroes because I just thought it's it's old you know it's uh what was it 2000 we're talking something that's nearly 20 years old yeah and so I thought I'm going to get in this and it's going to be cool but it's just it's some things are going to be dis- disappointed uh disappointing and I think the SMG gearbox was my main concern because that's yeah. what you read about and and it's it is a period gearbox it's you know even in its time it wasn't one of the best it wasn't very good when it came out <laughs> no so I wasn't expecting too much with that and that was good that was a good way to approach it because um I I just I was actually quite blown away by everything to do with that car but it was all it was all it was just the feeling from the time we started started it up with the manual key and the steering feeling the, <laughs> manual, the key. manual key <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how is that a phrase <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. no I know exactly yeah. what you mean a normal key that you stick in the deck yeah. and turn exactly just that was lovely and then everything else just I mean that that engine was great in the normal E46 you know that 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 straight six um NA engine was just amazing but in that it's just it's another level with that carbon air box and you you watch some of these videos online and you can hear it and you're like wow that sounds great and then when you're actually in it it's just honestly like look the hairs on my arm are literally <laughs> standing it, up. Was, it was that good and, and unfortunately I asked BMW I wanted to shoot a few videos that week so I said okay just give us that for this day. So I'll pick it up at 10 and drop it off at three. Okay. And by about 10 past 10, I was like, why? Why have I said I'll give this back today? I was just like, and then I was like, Hold the back, phone. Yeah. I need it for another week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And going back to earlier on about the filming thing, I was like, not even why am I giving it back this day? Why do I have to film a video today? I just want to go and drive this car and enjoy it. And I haven't felt that excited and engaged and emotional around the car. Like I'm getting excited now yeah. just because it was just like, and the gearbox, yeah, it was, it was slow. It could be better. And the manual conversion, few, few people have done it. It's not particularly hard because it is an automated manual box, but even the gearbox, you just learn to work around it and, and learn to, 
use it how you know how it needs to be used and there's just honestly you you would you've got to drive it mate you yeah and if if you're not as excited as i am then i'll be surprised because <laughs> i just think it's brilliant but it's all down to weight the weight the, the pace it had that everything about it is just amazing and it was all down to the fact that it didn't weigh much how much did it weigh uh, I think so. So it's 110 kilos lighter than the E46 M3 at the time, right? And that was about 1360 or 1380. So we're talking so some 12s. 12, yeah. So it's in it's in the high mid to high 12s, um, which is for a car of sort of you know it's a medium sized car. Yeah. I think it's it's and it sounds crazy when you're talking about this and people are like oh yeah but it can't be that but honestly that that 100 kilos and it's all in the you know like the roof and yeah everything and it's just so simple the car there's nothing to it um it's just yeah brilliant and it was on modern i think what made it really good was it was on modern michelin tires right so everything else was standard and how it left the factory it was really it was a bmw k car so it was immaculate but they put modern michelin rubber on there um which which really you know i mean it gave it endless amounts of grip which i guess is a good thing and a bad thing but it just felt it felt mega yeah really it's good. that weight yeah the weight yeah. it's just oh i'm i i think in the last month year all my life i don't know the last couple of weeks i've been really thinking about the weight of cars yeah um, and it's not normally sparked by having a go in my radical yes so i took the radical out about a month ago silverson and that so that car i was looking it up recently 600 and 570 kilos yeah 250 horsepower wow so it's like it's punchy from a performance point of view anyway yeah but 570 kilos Plus me, so I'm like 70 or whatever. Yeah. So 640. You compare that to like my GT3, which is, I don't know, 13, 25, something yeah. like that. Plus me in it, 14. It's like half the weight. Yeah. Half the weight. And you, and that's not and a... And that's not a heavy car. That's not a heavy, by any means, modern car. No. But everything is just so much better. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like you get back in these road cars, and like I told you, I, I drove the Honda E. Yeah, cool little city car, and I would say great for being a city car. Yes, if you only short trips, whatever, fine. But that car weighs fifteen fifty, and when I was driving it around initially, I didn't really didn't really feel that that heavy. But I was yeah. just kind of pulling around, not pushing the dynamics at all, just using it for as a little city car. Yeah. And then I tried to, I just like took one roundabout, like a bit fast. And just like, you know, just wind on the steering a bit until it starts to push or whatever. And you suddenly go, oh, wow, this is heavy. Yeah. And you've driven some electric cars, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. Th- I, I haven't driven any other electric cars other than that. But I imagine they all have this feeling of all the weight is like in your feet. Yes. So it's, and you're aware that there's this big mass down there. Yeah. But the car doesn't move, like doesn't really roll and stuff because the weight is just on the floor yeah and the top doesn't really feel like it's there yeah so you just have this heavy mass scooting around under your feet somewhere that you're directing and it's locked down but as soon as you start trying to do anything yeah you're just like hang on a minute this is unbelievably heavy yeah and therefore awful yeah 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 it's yeah the way you describe that is very true because it is weird with electric cars they all weigh a lot but like you said all the weight's in the right place 
So in one instance, you're like, oh, this thing feels all right. But then when you actually do start throwing it around or into a roundabout, you realise that even though that that weight's on the floor, the weight is still is yeah. still with you. And so unlike a bus where it like, you know, sways around and you're really aware of it, you're not until you start pushing it. And then you're like, oh, there's a lot of momentum here. Um, it's all this mass. And it's it's getting pushed into performance cars and all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's just not, it's not, it's not the weight. It's, it's, no. It doesn't make an evolving car. No. And the idea of a 12-something kilo car that you can put some people in the back and luggage yep. in the boot. Yeah. I, I can just imagine right now going down a little B road. Yeah. And it's just going to be sort of floating because there's not all this bloody mass everywhere. Yeah. And you slam on the brakes and it's not like you're trying to stop a bus. <laughs> yeah. And you don't realise you're trying to stop a bus until you get in something that is... 200 kilos lighter, 300 kilos lighter, yeah. even like a hundred kilos lighter than your normal thing. Like yeah. imagine you get in a new RS6. It's performance wise. I think it's very similar to the old RS6, but yeah. it's a hundred kilos heavier. Yeah. Like no one needs a car that's hundred. No. Like, all these things are so big. Yeah. And you do, yeah, you do wonder with the technology and the materials we've got these days and the cost of things coming down, you just, you just do scratch your head as to why, especially as, yeah, I mean, it's all about getting that CO2 figure down and, yeah. and the, you know, economy sort of the car more economical to bring the cost down. So you do think, well, why aren't manufacturers attacking that weight more? Because that's just, you don't, you don't need to do anything else to attack the weight yeah. and then everything else comes with it. Because you get a little, like, so I'm looking at this Honda E and it will do 130 miles on a charge or whatever. Yeah. And in theory gets pretty good fuel economy it's electric car it's difficult quite to sort of calculate it but reasonably good yeah pretty good but then you look at something like a vw up which weighs a thousand kilos and has like a tiny engine yeah and that'll do like i don't know 60 70 mpg yeah on yeah. a little petrol engine yeah like, well hang on a minute yeah, like, <laughs> yeah what's we've wrong spent with that? <laughs> all this money we've made all of these like we've mined a whole bunch of lithium out of somewhere yeah. which is not a good thing no what anyone says yeah and we've made all this mass that you then have to move around yeah whereas the old recipe of just light and small was actually quite good yeah yeah and way more fun to drive way more fun to drive and if you forget to charge it in the evening you can drive to your petrol station and charge it in three minutes yeah <laughs> I, think, <laughs> you know. I think we're gonna i think we will get there with that sort of thing yeah. unless we start doing hydrogen or something else yeah where you can charge your car in like 90 seconds yeah and yeah. Or cut three minutes or whatever and yeah. then you can use it but for me all of these cars when like my mum was looking at getting a new car yeah and she asked me about hybrids yep and they all the hybrids now are 150 kilos heavier than the other car. Yep. And invariably, all the hybrids that people are looking at are SUVs, yep. which are really heavy anyway. Yes. And they, not I, aerodynamic. If you want an SUV, fine. Like, just, yeah. I, they're not for me, yeah. but I totally see why you might want an SUV. Yeah. But if you want an SUV and someone's going to claim you're going to make it more eco by making it hybrid, yeah. like, yes, you make it slightly more eco, but it still weighs, you're still driving a brick. Yeah. That weighs two and a half tons. Yeah, like, that's never going to be eco. No, like, no. If you if you are one person in a car, yeah. In theory, your car should be the size for one person plus luggage. Yeah. So like, it should probably weigh like five hundred kilos or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then five hundred kilos, you probably need like fifty horsepower, and you probably get hundreds and something mpg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's um, 
No, I tell you, I mean, it's it's a whole other discussion, isn't it? But I really, I, I think electric cars have come a long way. And yeah, I haven't driven the Honda, but ironically, I've just just Jim. given back an e-tron Sportback. Okay. Um, and the week, that? Yeah, really, really good. Um, so I had a Taycan for a couple of days off a friend, which was just mind-blowing for an well, not I say for an electric car, just for a car. It was like, wow, this thing's yeah. this thing's a serious bit of kit. And then I had a Mini E, which I, I presume is very similar to the, I think the it Honda. Probably is a similar um, sort, sort of concept. Concept, yeah, a bit worse range probably. And then I had the the Etron Sportback, which which was amazing, but again, massively big and two point five tons or something. And I think that the actual products, the technology in the cars and stuff, uh, you know, they're 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 pretty good. Like if they're charged, they're quite usable and interesting yeah. things but i think yes it's the infrastructure is so far behind that, that that they only work for certain scenarios and it and i find i found with all of them that i was planning whether it was a video or a trip to the shops or i was planning my life around the car yeah and that shouldn't be a thing we have our cars to to to, to help us out in life not yeah. to not to not to make things difficult at the moment it's like the last bastion of like I don't think about okay, other than you know maintenance and whatever. Yeah. In my life, everything else needs to be charged. Like yeah. right now, I've got two cameras, uh, yeah. an iPad, uh, this okay, this is plugged in, but like a laptop and like a phone and all of these things need to be charged all the time, and yeah. you, it just is there in the back of your head, taking up your mental like capacity. Yeah. Whereas the car is just the I leave it there, and then I drive it, and I'm like, oh, run out of petrol, put a petrol in, done. Yes. Yeah. Whereas yeah, you forget to charge your car, or if you've got a hybrid and you don't charge it yeah every night yeah there's no point in having the hybrid no because then like you said you're carting around an extra 150 kilos uh in a car that's less practical because you've lost some boot space due to the batteries yeah. that aren't charged yeah <laughs> and they're always they're always petrol they're always petrol so yeah. they're less efficient than if you just yes. got a diesel and uh, yeah. yeah oh it's yeah it, it, it will get there yeah. i hope it gets really light yeah. i love someone like um gordon murray's attitude yeah just i want to make the best road car that's which is what all of these manufacturers should be aiming to make yeah the best road car don't yeah. make a car yes okay fine make some high halo products for people that might take it on track but the majority yeah. of people don't take their cars on track yeah so make the road experience the best you can yeah and forget about everything else yeah and just that single-minded focus for light weight yeah in everything yeah it's just well that to that t50 it's just going to be unreal yeah i mean i've watched again talking about earlier on when you when i said all those videos come up <laughs> yeah. in your feed i watched every single Except one I watched them all. <laughs> and then some i was like who else got their hands on that car i just and i lit because he repeated himself a lot obviously because he was talking to various people about the cars but each time he talks about something yeah, the same, you get I was a like, different oh, nugget oh, yeah yeah different yeah just a slightly different twist on it and it's just like wow that thing's just next level but yeah like you said he's he's just it's just all about you know feeling and emotions and driving and doesn't care how fast is it who cares it's fast enough trust me yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be really down there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fast. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. Not 62. Really damn fast. Not 62 uh, as well. So such an irrelevant time now when you've got your Tesla yeah. P100DX. So like family wagon that yeah. will do 2.5 <laughs> or something. No, F1 pace. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. But yeah. that experience. Oh, yeah. I just want, I want someone to come out with, and you could say, well, yeah, but Lotus do this. Like, yeah, they do actually sort of do this. Yeah. Like you drive an exige yeah for me the exige is not quite as refined as i would like a car to be yeah then you drive the evora and i I don't really like the looks of the evora yeah but as a car to drive it's actually it's the closest car to my gt3 rs i would say i can think of in terms of an experience it's a similar sort of engine it's light yeah really quite light and it's the damping and the way it goes down a road like the way they set up their cars yeah. is how we want our cars set up in the UK. Yeah. They're just, they just flow so nicely. Yeah. You've still got the performance, you've still got the grip, but the car moves a bit. Whereas we end up with, I mean, you've driven a bunch of stuff recently, like say like M8, yeah. uh, RS7, RS5. Imagine all of those are a bit like, I've driven the Bentley Continental. They're controlling mass. Yes. And yeah. they try and remove all body roll. Yeah. Because if you let that body roll, it's just going to roll over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But like, not having to control that, as soon as you start controlling it all and you go down a road, everything's yeah. just solid. Yeah. And you just get grip, 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 go around a corner. And then ultimately at some point in time, you run out of grip. Yeah. Probably don't because it's, you'd be going too fast anyway. Yeah. But that sensation of coming near the edge is just not fun. Yeah. You don't, you can't, sidle up to it no and be like a little bit more lock okay back a bit yeah 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 you can't feel that can you like yeah you're right i mean there's i think there's a time and a place for some of that sort of technology in my seven series for instance you know um totally I'm I'm a chauffeur, by the way. I don't just have a. I'm not just that's just. I'm not like a baller. <laughs> that's just my day. <laughs> I just drop that. Yeah, just drop that in. Yeah, but yeah, I think like keep you know keeping the car nice and flat. And but as soon as you start putting that tech into like high performance sports cars and stuff, it it, it does. It, it's it's a whole different car to drive, isn't it? Like it's a whole different machine. I love feeling a little bit of lean, and because that's kind of like that's part of handling. That's yeah. part of what you're used to, even in like you know sports cars or race cars even there's still going to be a bit of lean in there um but yeah once you start removing all that it all becomes a little bit artificial i guess yeah even in your like prototype racer yeah now the amount the body might move might be like two millimeters it might dip at the front but yeah when you're driving it, you feel it of course and it's like you're doing it on suspension and like stuff's happening whereas all these cars have got these electronic systems to just stop that yeah yeah and they're I remember with the Bentley Continental, some of the chat is like, oh, we've got a 45-volt system that can deliver 3,000 newton metres of torque from motors. And all I'm hearing is like, so you've got some really heavy things to stop the heavy things from moving. So your car probably weighs... Like, the 
V8 convertible that we had yeah. for a bit was like 2.4 tonnes. Wow. And you look at it, it's not a massive car. No. And it's not got tonnes of space. No. Small boots, small rear seats. And you get in like, same way S4. Yeah. Pretty modern car. Yeah. That's like 15 something. Yeah. 15.50. So where's the extra tonne gone? Where's the extra tonne? <laughs> and it's not like you get in something like a 2017 a4 type S4 something and go yeah this feels cheap and flimsy like no. oh these doors are just wobbling them out no, yeah. everything goes thunk. yeah well it's the same car isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same group yeah. same sort of thing just yeah. another ton yeah, ton. Of, yeah of tech. where is that ton? yeah yeah it's... how much does your 7 series weigh uh, that's actually ironically 7 series because the current one it's built on the carbon core um, okay. which which is essentially like a, I think the top end of the chassis is is, is built up from a lot of carbon um it's something that i think bmw did and have now stopped doing because it was too expensive to keep their okay. carbon factory going so i think they used it for the the i8 and the i3 and a few cars like that but ironically the seven is almost exactly the same weight as as the equivalent five due to that um, oh, weight wow. saving so so it's about it's about two tons but it's a long wheelbase seven series yeah, yeah with a big diesel lump in the front and you know i mean there's 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 1.9 tons of leather in there so <laughs> yeah. so um so yeah so i guess yeah i guess when you look at it like that the bent you know bentley 2.2 plus two seats convertible against my V8, seven not even the yeah, as well. not even yeah can you imagine that would add another 100, 100 kilos, kilos. <laughs> um so yeah it's it, it is yeah it's not bad i suppose a seven being two tons with all that stuff yeah it's a big car yeah. when you when i look at a car that big and yeah. you go it's two tons i'm like oh. yeah yeah when you look at like, like a honda e or something and you go it's 1500 kilos like, oh, no yeah. no <laughs> yeah yeah that doesn't compute no well yeah my m2 is 1620 or 16 yeah. and when i park that against my seven i'm like how is there only 400 kilos of difference yeah. between these two you know it's mad <laughs> yeah where absolutely. is all this weight like what <laughs> i know there's like safety and blah 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 but yeah. what is the the unbelievably solid stuff and if you took let's say you're gordon murray someone who's just or a Lotus engineer or whatever and yeah. gave them I don't know. Yeah, an M2. Yeah. And said, go on, how about this? Yeah. Just start start again, sort of thing. Yeah. And and yes, the engineers at BMW oh, I'm, I'm sure their engineers are just as good as anywhere else in the world, if not better. Yeah. The German companies are bloody good at making cars. Yeah. But why are they all so heavy? Like is it would it be possible to make a two series that was three hundred kilos lighter? Like, I mean, like what what I want to know what the main restrictions are. And yeah. Probably they would just say the price, like the base price, yeah. twenty five grand. We just can't do the stuff yeah. to make it cheap and make some money. Because that's twenty five grand, that's not what it costs them to make the car. Exactly. Where and then when you hear someone like whether it's Porsche, how they made the nine eighteen only really heavy yeah. rather than really, really heavy. The, the the level of stuff they went to on just every single component in the car. They're yeah. like, let's make that lighter. And then they come back again and they're like, can we make it lighter still? Yeah. And they do every single thing. Yeah. And that's how you lose 100 kilos or 200 kilos over a whole car. Which obviously costs... Which costs... Just endless amounts coin. of... Yeah. But yeah. you would then get the fuel economy back. Yeah. <laughs> so like the... Yeah. My S4... Which just genuinely blows my mind. If you drive at 70, you get 40 mpg. Wow, yeah. Which I, I just don't understand. 
because yeah, because it still does sub five seconds to sixty. Sixty, yeah, and 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 then you look at the new one that's a diesel, and actually, really, I reckon you wouldn't you wouldn't get fifty in the diesel. You'd probably get forty six, forty seven, right? And then when you look at the pump prices, diesel is about ten percent more expensive. So then you think, well, but so where, where how, how have we progressed here? Because also diesel's happened? like devil's fuel yeah. at the moment. So it's like how. <laughs> What, where are we? What's that's what's it? Like, I, that's, and it's a heavier front end now as well, so yeah. you get a bit more Audi. Sorry, understeer. Uh, <laughs> understeer. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so it's like, I, yeah, I know. I as as good as, I mean, I'm not an anti. I think a good six pot diesel is amazing. They're incredibly efficient for throwing cars down the road, yeah. heavy cars. Um, but yeah, but I just I didn't. I don't understand that move because I think it must be the car must be heavier as well. It's it has just to be, heavier yeah. and. It's all that thing of like, it's. I keep going, okay, well, what if I changed it for a diesel of some sorts? And you go, to get a similar level of performance from a diesel, like you said, you just don't get that much more. No. You don't get that much more range and, and efficiency. fuel economy. No, no. Oh, no. maybe in town, but. Yeah. Then you're driving a diesel around town, which is the. Cost one four, of the most, 400 pounds a park at somewhere. Else. Yeah, it's one of the most antisocial things you can do, <laughs> yeah. apparently, at the moment. Yeah. What would you say the top three cars you've driven this year, in the last year, two years even? Okay, so top, uh, let's say this year, just because, mate, I'm, I was 41 last week. I'm getting old. My memory's not, you know. Oh, um, I'm, I'm losing my memory. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah, this year, well, we've talked about one of them and it's, Definitely one of the standout cars of my life, I think, that I've driven is the, is the E46 M3 CSL. Do you think a lot of that has been around the fact that that has been just like a dream car for a long, long time? I think so, yes. I mean, I love or the a, E46. I think the E46 has always been a dream car, not necessarily the CSL, but just the E46 in general. And I think that is that was the pinnacle. But I think more so that I was actually more impressed by it than I thought I would would have been yeah. and I was looking forward to it so that that was a real like yeah real incredible anyone that gets a chance if, if your mate's got one or whatever just grab the keys and take it out I'm always slightly surprised when you're talking to different people that get to drive some really mad stuff yeah like uh, let's say James at DK Engineering yeah like, like what did you do today I road tested an F40 and an F50 <laughs> sweet <laughs> he has an E46 M3 oh, CSL. Like, oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, as one of his, like, a couple of cars. Yeah. And, like, some of the other cars are, like, batshit stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Uh, someone else has one. Max Gerardo. Yes, Max... Uh, on, uh, collecting cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, a few people that... That you can trust. Like driving, know their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have gone to get this old BMW M3. Yeah. And yeah. rate it. And, you're like, and clearly, you had the best time ever. Oh, it was, yeah, it was epic. What yeah. do they cost nowadays? Uh, I think tidy ones are eighty to a hundred, um, and there's not too many of them out there. But um, but yeah, you definitely need to speak to BMW UK and ask them for for more than a day. More than a day. <laughs> and if after a day you're like, mm, just give us a ring, I'll come take it off your hands. <laughs> Joe, I need this delivering to the other end of the country. No problem. <laughs> I'm there already. What else have you driven? So uh, I mean, I've driven a lot of interesting cars this year. Like the start of the year was really good before the lockdown, and uh, I mean, impressive cars. Like we talked about the RS6, the new one. I went, I drove one of them out to the uh, Black Forest in Germany, 
and that was great in snow and on winter tires. Cool. Yeah, it was it was a really cool trip, and you know it was kind of what that car's designed to do, I guess, long miles and a bit of fun in the snow. But that wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like a standout car. It was. It was. You know, very similar to the previous gen in, in that sense. Is that still the sort of ultimate daily car for lugging stuff around and whatever? I think so, yeah, because I think the E63 is fantastic, but it's a bit firm. It, it's never that yeah. comfortable. It's like really solid, isn't it? Surprising. Um, yeah, surprisingly so, especially for a Merc, because Mercs are usually good with the comfort side of their suspension, yeah. even on their MGs. But anyway, so that was, and then BM, M5 composition, amazing, but they don't do a wagon or, yeah. or a touring. So, yeah. so yeah, so you're kind of, the oh, you're stuck with the R6, what a shame. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so anyway, going back to, I'm going off, off subject, but I think, okay, so another real stand-up car, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball in here because I'm not an EV, mm-hmm. like, supporter. Or, I don't get too excited by them. But the Taycan is an impressive bit of kit. Like, it's yeah. just, like, it is, like, something out of this world. It, it it, it, as soon as you step inside, you're like, this cabin is just incredible. Okay, there's so much touchscreen stuff that's just silly and some of it makes no sense, like some of yeah. the new Audi stuff. It's just overcomplicated. But as someone like you that appreciates your gadgets and your tech yeah. and stuff, you're getting there and you go, well, this is, regardless <laughs> of whether that works or not, it <laughs> is nice. It feels like the future, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly, and, and the performance and the way it manages its mass is, is really impressive. Uh, and that was the base 4S that I was in with a measly 470 horsepower, I think. Yeah. Um, but it had, yeah, overboost 570. So it was still, it was crazy. Was crazy talk. Crazy talk, immediate, like, yeah. So that that was, I think that was a standout car because I think it was the first time I've driven an electric car and I've been like, oh, uh, you know, give us the keys, I want to go and drive it again. Yeah. Whereas other electric cars are like, oh, it's impressive, I'll drive it, but I'm not, like, gagging to get out in it. Was that the first all-electric, no? Uh, what that I've driven or yeah that you'd driven no no was that the mini or something uh, no it was the original no I've driven all of the Teslas over the past couple of years and I've driven and the original e-tron which was last April actually uh, which was the first car I got in and I was like first EV oh this is a proper bit of kit because the Teslas are let down by the build quality and I don't again I don't like all of the yeah. Where it's done, yeah. yeah the, it's like your it's like your iMac yeah. turned on its side, <laughs> and it's like that's not distracting at all during the night with that glowing in your face. But uh, and then the other standout car that I've driven very recently, again a, a, a bit more of an older car, and something you can relate to is um, 997.2 GT3. And oh, it's on your list. It's is on it? my list. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, I wrote down as point one, but anyway. Oh so, yeah. So um, you drove a 997.2 GT3. Yes. What did you think of that? I. I I thought so I had again it was like like one of my dream bucket cars I love the way they look I just they're very petite nowadays compared to a 992 or something and I have to say the first 10-15 minutes I was actually struggling a little bit because although my M2 is a manual and I love manuals it's you 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 forget that with the modern clutches and it's so easy it's an easy manual like the clutch is so light and the everything you're hitting the gate yeah 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 so yeah it, it feels firstly it, the manual box feels like a gated gearbox it, yeah. like an old r8 one or something and it, it, but the clutch is like the clutch <laughs> is so heavy and yeah, yeah. everything about it was really physical but only because i think it's like when you watch someone trying to dance that can't or do something they can't if you, once you learn how to do yeah. it, it becomes easier yeah yeah and 15 minutes I was like okay half an hour later I was like yes and then I just didn't want to get out of it but but I just it was just such a mechanical visceral car um that was very rewarding 
it 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 did have its i found the front end typically 911 of that era a bit vague yeah. and and like it wasn't my car i didn't have it for long so i wasn't pushing it yeah but whereas like i could jump in a gc4 for instance and i could push it quite quickly and the front end seemed yeah. a lot better but everything else i mean it's what a car i mean just lovely just yeah really really you know i mean yeah i can't even imagine what the rs version would be like but in a way i guess maybe the normal ones as good a road car um, that's as, it as the rs like, i think the the main problem that stops me using my rs more is the cage in the back of course yeah and, and not having any sort of folding seats yes so if you want to put two hand luggage size wheelies or whatever one will go in the front but you can't get two in the front right and then to get another one in the back is basically impossible it's like some crazy tetris thing yeah. and yeah okay you could just take soft bags and whatever but if you're just oh okay you pack a bag i'll pack a bag let's get in the car yeah you can't you can't do that but yeah with the rs you do get a bit more of the front end it's 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 like it's just a bit it's like 10 15 more of all the right stuff yep um but it was, it was funny. The first time I drove an RS was I drove a, I went and did an experience day at Porsche yep. and did the Porsche RS evolution or whatever they called it. And it was driving a, the 997.1.2 and a four litre yep. in an hour and a oh, half or whatever. Four litre. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't, you can't go and do that anymore. That was, that was, that was sick. Yeah. Um, but the first car I got in to the dot one, I just like couldn't change gear. <laughs> I'd do like second to third and yeah. I'd like, I'd like hit the middle. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I hadn't, I think before that I just had like my Boxster, which has quite a fluidy gearbox, like your M2. So it's, like, yeah. it's a really easy gearbox to use. Yeah. And I was just like, the guy's like looking at me like, are you a retard? <laughs> like, no, I just like, I just can't like, I'll get there. And then, yeah, having had my car now for whatever it is, six, seven years or something. Yeah. You learn, you learn the car, you learn the gearbox and, it's it's hard work, yeah, but so rewarding because of it, yeah. And once you once your hand knows the movements, yeah, you can just go bang, 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 bang. Yes, but you do have to actually push it, yeah, yeah. Whereas like some gearbox, you know, you can like one finger just exactly flick them across, like ah, oh, fifths over there, done. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. Okay, so it's cool you've got to drive because I remember I think. The last time you were on the podcast, I yeah, think you were talking about, you were like, oh, that's a car I would love to have a go in. Yeah. We haven't been able to get you out in the RS. We'll do that at some point. Yeah, yeah. When it's back. No, it was really good. I think that, and one more little that I'll touch upon quickly. I've actually just, I was with Tim Schmee, school friend of yours, in, um, in Germany a couple of weeks ago. Um, he needed one of his fleet bringing back to the Which UK. Which one did you get lumped with? <laughs> So I had to, well, I had to drive the 675 LT Spiderback, um, which is actually a very efficient, very easygoing, long distance car. So I drove, but but while I was out in Germany, he threw me the keys to his um, SLS Black Series. Oh, that thing is just oh my How's god! That? Talk me through that car. I've not driven it. Um, so it's it's. Have you driven any of the? Have you driven, I've driven any? I've S- driven an SLS. Okay, so so yeah, so you've got similar. So you sit really low, long, massive bonnet, and a kind of little letterbox windscreen that you're looking yeah. through. But he's just had his. I think it's decat. He's had so much done to it. To I mean, it's already a monster, but 
it's the loudest thing I've ever driven. And and it, to me, it was just like it was like a, it was like a typical American muscle car meets uh, meets Mercedes, and then it's turned up to twenty five. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it was like any gear that the you know normally aspirated the pickup, the sound. I, I wouldn't, but what the minute I drove it, and even when I gave it back a few hours later, I was just like, "This is fun," but I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable really pushing this car because it felt it felt like it. There was a lot of weight. Tran- you just didn't. It was completely opposite to when you jump into McLaren or something. Yeah. It, you know, you feel everything. Like, oh, this is cool. I could take it straight out and track and get a good time in it. This thing, no. Like, and and respect I've got for Tim taking that thing out around the Nurburgring or something. It's like, whoa, like, I don't, I don't know where the <laughs> limits would be on that thing. But, yeah, incredible car. Um, but, yeah. Just- I think the transition, because the transition from SLS to Black Series yep. is, like, it's a different car. Like, yep. It's basically a different car. Yep. Went to, um, is it HWA? Yep. Who make the GT3 cars, and they, they were like, this is our project. Yeah. So it's not just like a... It's not a CS. SLS, <laughs> CS or whatever. No. Because I remember driving, when I drove the SLS, I drove it on that mad road in Dubai. Yeah. Um, someone lent me the keys to go and take some photos in the morning. and was like, you know, drive down the road or whatever as well. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Have a little hoon. But it, it has, I had this real disconnect. And I think it was because I'm used to mid-engined-ish or being in the centre of a car. Yeah. Where you turn the front, the front goes... And then the back sort of catches up. You can feel it. And you can almost feel like You're on the nose more. The point where the nose turns, then there's a gap, and then the back, like, reacts. And you're like, whoa, whoa, like, I need to start, I need to drive this differently or something. But there's some sort of weird swinging momentum situation where you're at the back of the car and everything else is happening at the front that is so different to all of the cars I'd driven up to that point. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's exactly what it felt like at slower speeds to me. I was just like, yeah, mm, this is going to take some getting used yeah. to. You know, I wouldn't push that straight away, but yeah, that was. That it was sounds fun. like it sounds like a sick, a sick thing. Like, and I think probably when you get when you get used to it, I think it is like, I think it is very good. Yeah, and like on the limit and all around it. But, yeah, but you've got to get to that point, and, and not when someone just gives you the keys. No. <laughs> And tells you, you know, like how rare it is and the value of it. And yeah, it's like, thanks, Tim. And yeah, how special yeah. it is to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to drive out of this car park in this hotel, the V8 hotel in Stuttgart, which yeah. I'd seen in many of Tim's videos. It was weird because I pulled up in an Uber um, and uh, there was Tim at this hotel. And I was like, oh, my God, this is weird. This is like watching one of your videos. But I'm actually <laughs> here this time. But the car park, he literally threw me the keys to that in the car park and and to get like even my M2 out, I'd be a little bit cautious, but this thing, it was just like left, also left-hand drive. I was just like, mate, I've got no idea where the the corners are on this car. You got to guide me out. And Tim's like, see you later. (laughs) Oh God. Anyway. It's funny. The, uh, my, the gate there on the the drive is, it's like kind of narrow. Yeah. And then there's a kink as you drive down. Yeah. And driving like, like the, I took the F40 out the other day. And I had, the first time I went in, I had someone just watch me and drive through. And there's, there's about, I measured it. And there's like 10 centimetres either side or something. Yes. Yeah. It's not tons, but like, you know, nowadays that's, that's considered a decent amount of space. Yeah. But when I was reversing out, the wing mirrors, I think must be set in. Right. So they're not at the widest point of the car and then looking back. So if you look back from the wing mirrors, 
it's not a perfectly straight line to the back of the car. Okay. So it's like a slightly splayed out angle. Yep. So when you get closer to the gate... Yeah. Oh, that, it, that gap gets smaller. The gap, it just... It looks like the car will no longer fit. Like, you can oh. see the gatepost on one side and the gatepost on the other side and no gap. Oh. And, and like, but I know this fits through here. <laughs> but, like, it, this gap better gets, like, bigger. <laughs> and then as you get closer, it starts to appear again. Like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> wow. It's like Russian roulette here with the F40. Yeah. I just don't, I just, just don't want to scratch it. Thank you very much. No. Um, one. Okay, so we covered the... M3 touring, the, the one you yep. saw and drove. New M3 touring. New M3. Yep. When is that coming out? So there, I think we're going to finally see some official pictures and press releases and stuff this month. Okay. And I think order books open maybe next, so October next month. Um, and then we should see them in the UK, I'm guessing. I think everything's been a bit delayed, but I'm, I'm going to say like May, June next year. So yeah, and obviously that's a completely new thing. New thing, yeah. Unknown, um, <laughs> yeah, un- unknown. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I can't say much. I might or might not have seen one, okay. um, and can, it, mo- it might or might not be amazing. But I don't know. Yeah, okay. it's going to be interesting because I think all the talk. It's funny. All the talk around the new four series is obviously the grill, which is pretty horrific. Yeah. <laughs> But and that somehow creeped onto the face of the M3 as well, which I don't get because the 3 Series doesn't have it. But but anyway, but I can imagine that on the new M cars, from rendering shots and stuff I've seen, it's a, it's a lot of a, it's a much thicker sort of um, border of that grill. And I know I'm trying, I know it's like trying to put like makeup on, a, on an ugly tart, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's what I'm trying to say is it's going to look it's going to look a lot better on the M car than the standard car than, than the standard M4, and I think there's a lot more to the actual car that's going to that's going to be draw. interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can't really say very much. Do we I, know what engine? Yeah, so it's it's going to be the uh, S58. So it's the same engine that's actually in the current X3M competition. Yeah. So again, typically BMW um, straight six turbocharged. 500 and something horsepower. Yeah, 510, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be like, yeah. And they're, and they're bringing out a pure version, which is about 470 horsepower, but rear-wheel drive only. Oh, okay. Um, but whether we, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get that, but we're not, as far as I know, uh, we're probably not going to get the manual f- version, but I don't know. They're, that still oh, okay. hasn't been Okay, so it's going to be certain places they're going to get the, yeah. the manual rear-wheel drive one. Exactly. And some. Yeah, which is it's cool, I think, that BMW is still offering, whether we get them or not, I think in this day and age, obviously, it's a lot cheaper to just go, right, we're only building an X-Drive and it's going to be DCT, yeah. or oh, not DCT anymore, it's, it's going to be the ZF8 speed, which is probably the same one yeah. you've got, whoops, in your um, Audi. Uh, so, yeah, you think they'll just go, that's all you're getting, they're the only options, because that's kind of, would expect that. But the fact that they're actually saying, no, we're going to bring out a rear-wheel drive one, it's going to be a bit lighter, and and we're going to bring out a manual option in that's that cool. one. It's like that is, It's like, oh, well, that's, 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 yeah, that's very cool. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be, I think, yeah, again, let's hope the weight hasn't gone crazy, and I, I think it's going to be quite special. I think the interior, yeah, it's going to be, going to be quite a big step up uh, from the standard car it's going to be like oh yeah that's 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 a special car that would be cool that would be interesting somebody's just just lost a video i don't know where where we were uh no we just well we just finished talking finished about the, the m3. m3 and then 
Yes, uh, segueing into the M3 Touring, yeah. um, I think that's yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. I think it's a it's it's a great move from BMW just to get people talking about the the, the brand. Totally. You know, um, I think they've had a lot of negative press with the front <laughs> end of the car, and ironically, now everyone when that came out, especially everyone was suddenly talking about effectively the back end of the car, yeah. and they've forgotten <laughs> about the nose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's exciting that car, and I think. I think the fact that Audi launched the RS6 for the first time as an event in 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 the states at the end of last year, I'm guessing that probably got like BMW thinking because that was always their excuse to me whenever I asked anyone that was high up in BMW UK or even Germany, why don't we get an M touring? It was always, oh well, our two biggest markets are the states and China, and neither of those guys like yeah. tourings. But I don't think that's so much true for the, for America because I think it's changed a lot out there. They love their hatches, and people, we don't give them. You know, Germany BMW don't give the hatches yeah. up. They love. You know, th- it, it, they've changed. I think um, they're starting. They, it's a sort of education process, I guess. They, yeah. You don't all need big trucks anymore. No. And then when you start getting smaller cars, and, and European cars are very different generally to American cars. Yeah. And I think they're starting. You know, they're appreciated significantly over there. Yeah. But as soon as you start using these things. Like a saloon shape, like for me, like a, I like the idea of an M5. I think it's a wicked thing. Yeah, but I don't want personally that boot style because no. it's just so annoying. Yeah, to to actually use. Yeah. Whereas your wagon. Yeah. Bloody great. Yeah. Yeah. You just got that extra dimension of space. Yeah, you, which and the is door opens all the way. All the you way. Can just chuck your stuff in. Yeah, and they and they they lose very. I mean. Yeah, they lose next to nothing performance like yours compared to a S4 saloon. It's like the same. Yeah, it's the same performance figures, basically the same weight. It's like, why would you not? Ha- Some people don't like the way you say it, so, but I just think they're always just cooler. They're just cool. They are just cooler. <laughs> just I think cool. in, in like in Europe and England, like, I think most people are just like, yeah, like an RS6 is just a cool looking thing. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't be the same if it was a coupe. No, or whatever. No, 100%. No. Yeah, it's cool because you can put your kids and your dogs and your bikes and yeah. your kitchen sink in it. still 600 horsepower and whatever, <laughs> yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, so M3 touring, I'll yeah. admit, I like, totally, I like an M3. Yeah. I think they're cool things. And M3 touring is, sounds like sounds like a wicked thing. Yeah. Like it would definitely make me look at those cars yeah. as an option for a replacement for the S4 or whatever because it might do pretty much all the stuff. And yeah. then occasionally you can just be a bit of a bit of a loon in bit it. Bit of a loon in it. And you <laughs> yeah. might not understeer. Like, yeah. But if it has a horrific front end, yeah. So I don't know how it's going to look in M form. Yeah. I think that would possibly. I'd just be like, nah, nah, no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? But I think we also change our like I, my my sevens a new seven, well newish. Mm. So it's got the big grill. Yeah, massive grill. But now it's funny. I like I don't. I've seen so many, like the new X, well, the, not new, the X5 that came out end of 2018, 2019, the current yeah. one. That grill now on an X5, when you see one go past, it actually, I have to say to myself, is that a new one or is that an old one? Because it doesn't, yeah. I've kind of, do you know what I mean? You adjust, your brain you, you adjusts. Adjust, yeah, and then you see an old two, like you go into a BMW showroom now and you've got like an X5 and a 7 Series, and then you've got the 2 Series, which is just about at the end of its life. 
which had a normal grill as we know it, but that looks tiny. Now. <laughs> You're yeah. like, what is that joke yeah, of a yeah. grill? And it's like, no, 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 that's so it is, yeah. But then you, but that I don't know, that four series grill is like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of something else. Like, it's it just, is just, it is a bit, they're special. making a statement, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, you can look back to older cars that were all these like swooping styled things from whatever the 40s, 50s, yeah. stuff like that, yeah, but. Or probably even before then, but these cars are not those cars. Like, no, no. The, the whole aesthetic of the car doesn't fit in with that design language, design that it was used to be. But yeah, we'll see when it comes out. Yeah. I, I like the the idea of an M3 touring. Sick. Yeah, it's always interesting when a new M3 or whatever M4 comes out. Yeah, I hope I hope it's, I hope it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's just dying left, <laughs> right, and centre. Apologies for the people who are watching. You're now just going to have Joe's face for the oh, rest yeah. of it, hey. which is fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we're pretty much. We're pre- I think we're pretty much. Yeah, near the end. Uh, so I normally wouldn't ask some of the same questions again, but I think it's been a significantly long period of time yep. that your opinions have possibly changed. So I'm going to ask you one or two of what would be my okay my questions. If you can only drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, one car for the rest of my life. Uh, let's, let's say, can I, can I tweak something that's out there? Yeah. Actually, no, you know what? There is one, there's one or two. I'll have a E46 M3 CSL with the manual conversion. Oh yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's probably all you want in a car. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I could throw my mountain bike in the boot. Yeah. No, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. just quick fire. Boom. Done. When Lock, I saw the manual in. conversions, I was like, oh, this has added a whole new element to this yeah. already interesting car. Yeah. 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 No. Cool. Okay. Five car garage. Oh, okay. So one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's have a think. So, so one of those, probably an RS6 in like, something a bit funky like a green with a tan interior or something oh yeah you know? saw yeah. one of those the other day yeah yeah it's very nice something uh so yeah and those, would you have the you'd have the, the current one uh yeah probably yeah yeah current one that's great reliable yeah. daily yeah um and then i would have uh probably a the new or well, the current gt3 rs as my like fast sports car road trip car Occasional track, track days. Car, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then I think I, because I've been doing a lot of track days actually over the last, let's say, 18 months. Mm. And I would love a, a really nice track tool. So I don't know, I'd probably take your advice on that. What would, what would be a good track tool for me to put in my dream garage that I would fit in? That's the other thing. I'm six foot four. So you would fit in, it's difficult when you go like ultimate because there's almost like a great, like a, there's, a, there's steps I think that you need to do. Yeah. So obviously you could have like an F1 car, which yeah. would be unreal. <laughs> yes. But you may not necessarily want to get in that and drive it and straight away. Team, yeah, a team of people. But, you could, you, but in your unlimited garage, you could <laughs> definitely have an F1 car or an P1 car or something, yeah. which I think would be the dream. Yeah. That, that would just be unreal. Yeah. But maybe something like, something like an SR3 yeah. like mine would yeah. be, Wicked, you can get them. The SR8 has more power, that sort of thing, or an LMP3 car, yeah, or maybe something historic, like but a like an LMP1 car from 20 years ago or something yeah. would have. Would still, you'd still be able to have your V12, yep, 
Yeah, no, I think you'd have to have a. Yeah, I think a radical, yeah, a radical SR three or something would be would be brilliant because that that you could still you could still turn up to your average track day and kind of manage your way around the slower traffic. Yeah. Whereas I think if you went a bit crazy, with everyone you, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> 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 I'm behind the Renault Clio. Yeah. It's like, oh. yeah, you're going through poo on it, 180 miles an hour, and you catch someone else. You're like, I can't stop. It's not happening. You just punt them off into space. Uh, yeah. So what's that? That's four cars, um, and then fifth. I guess I've got to have something silly. Something I, silly. Yeah. Ironically, I, I mean hypercars and all that they, they, they interest me but i'm never going to be able to afford one and and also i think that the, the, the ownership of one and actually being able to drive it properly on the road is is very small uh, in the uk especially yeah. so but uh, there's no denying i think uh probably a laugh i guess mm. um nice i just yeah they just yeah that they're very well. cool. yeah pretty pretty crazy would you have a perter I, I mean, I don't. I was going to say, does it lose much performance? <laughs> Can't imagine. Yeah, you might. <laughs> couple more horsepower. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know if, if there's driving position is not sacrificed, and if, it, if you're not sitting a bit higher. Yeah, because I don't know whether in if you get a little bit less headroom in the aperta, yeah. which you sometimes do with convertibles. Exactly. The convertible bit's a bit bigger, but then you yeah. can have the roof off as well. Yeah, just permanently yeah. have the roof off because yeah. I don't fit in it. It's like, who cares? And drive it on this sunny is, days. I've got, yeah, this is a laugh, like, yeah, exactly. deal with it. Or like the, and if it rains, just leave the roof off. Right? <laughs> do you remember, was it Jethro Bovington or someone like that did yeah. a video with a speciale aperta yeah. in Italy. They gave it to him and it just torrential rain. Yeah. And just left the roof down. And I, I know they say, yeah, you can get a bit of rain on it. Yeah. This was like torrential, like really proper rain. Yeah. And just giving the car back, being like, yeah, I've been driving that around for three hours in the proper rain. Wow. You're probably going to need to rebuild the entire interior, but how about <laughs> it? New wiring yeah, room. And, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. Ferraris are always known for having really good electronics anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you think is the best value car under 50K? Um, uh, under 50K, yeah. I mean... I have to say, in terms of sports cars, I think the M2 composition is very good value. But under 50k, ooh, okay, anyway. um, well, second hand, yeah, they are. oh, se- yeah, second hand. Or if we're talking new, I have to say the M340i. This is not me just being a BMW diehard, but the M340i Touring is a really, really good package for for 50 grand. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it still retains some of the BMW sort of DNA, the the straight six. It's got its X drive, but it's quite rear bias it's a touring so it's practical as we talked about i think that's a it's it's not the most engaging car in the world to drive but again i think for a modern package the tech the comfort everything i think that's probably one of the yeah as a modern car that's probably the best 50 grand yeah you get a lot for that and like a a used one it's gonna be way less yeah just like so much punch yep you've got the estate you've got nice ride yep like just don't need much more than that do you no you're, you're like a de- as a, like a, a fast daily yeah yeah pretty great it is yeah okay and it's, and it's not an suv which... it's not an suv yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not a hybrid suv yeah it's close no. to three tons <laughs> um and what's the most interesting car to you at the moment probably the well i think the gordon murray in terms of like yeah wanting to well, I mean, I don't think I ever get a chance to drive one, but just wanting to go and no, have no. a look at one. Yeah, just yeah. lick one. You know, obviously, COVID. feel that, <laughs> feel that gear shift. Just feel, yeah, just feel that knob. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's just 
yeah, it's just, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's, he's gone completely back to basics, but yet the majority of petrol heads like us are just intrigued by it because it is so, he's just, yeah, he's ripped everything out. Everything that, that, that a modern car is, he's just got rid of. And yeah. It's like, that's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. It's the size of a Boxster. Yeah. Size of a Boxster. It's got something like 250 litres of luggage space. Yeah. It's like, not bad. And you can fit three people in it. Yeah. And it's got a 660 horsepower V12 that revs to 12 or something. Yeah. And weighs sub a thousand kilos. Like, what? Yeah. Just what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just hit a reset on hypercars in 2020. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just coming at it all from a different thing. I, I hope, and I know they, I think they will, off the back of this, they'll make some other cars. Yeah. And I would love for them to make a hundred grand car or yep. two hundred grand car or something that's just like a lot closer than three million yep. in price with the same ethos. Exactly. Yeah, a watered down version. A bit yep. watered down, yep. maybe eleven hundred kilos. Yep. Because I'm sure that last hundred kilos is very expensive. Exactly. Maybe a VA. I know it doesn't the vibrations he doesn't like the vibrations of a VA. It's yep. not as even and perfectly distributed as a V twelve. But, but I'll deal with it. I'll deal with that. <laughs> and then maybe make it rev to ten yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 600 horsepower, 1,100 kilos. That'd be manual gearbox. Yeah. That'd be bloody amazing. Yeah, yeah. So Lotus are coming out with a new car soon. Okay. Next year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to sit it's either between Exige and Aurora or possibly replace one of the others. Okay. So I wonder, that'd be interesting for the first like new car to come out of Lotus in a long time. Yeah. Uh, you're talking to those guys. I see them every now and then. And Gavin, who's heads up the sort of vehicle dynamics team. They, they get it. Yeah. They really get what makes cars like fun and nice to drive. Yeah. So maybe. But, but they always have, haven't they? They I always don't understand because they're just people, other manufacturers use Lotus engineering or talk about it yeah. at least a lot of the time. And it's just like, you know, if you get in a Lotus in the past 20 years anyway, it's going to be a driver's car. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I need. Yeah, I need to actually get. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't driven one for for years now. But I need up, to hit them up, go yeah. visit. Yeah, and yeah, they'll let you take one out the road and probably go around the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, but I think possibly, and this is a slightly like depressing thought. There aren't that many people that really love driving to the extent. Yeah, that they would like a car that's light at the expense of the stuff that comes with weight, like more tech and comfort and perceived like quietness and all of these things. Yeah. Maybe the image or whatever, but I don't think, I don't know whether there's enough people that really want that thousand kilo, 400 horsepower, like the Alpine A110. Yep. Didn't sell that well. No. For me, it had to have had a manual gearbox for me. Yep. That base, you know, people drive it and they're like, yeah, but it's great. Yeah. But would it be better if it had a manual gearbox in it? Yeah, 100%. And, and I think for a lot of the pure people, they could never get around that. No. They're like, oh, it sounds great, but it has to have, it just has, it just, it just has yeah, to have no the question. manual gearbox. It's not, not yeah. a question. So they tried. Yeah, it's almost like they got almost everything right with that, except, like you said, even though the gearbox isn't as bad as you think it would be, because I've had some shocking Renault gearboxes mm. over the years, even in their RS cars. But yeah, it is. It's the one thing. It's like everything's here, but I just want a manual. I just want it to be that. Yeah, I've actually got an eight. 
Montaigne S coming in a couple of weeks for nice. a couple of days. So I haven't driven, I spent a lot of time in the normal one, which is great yeah. on the road. I mean, it's just so, yeah, fluid. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the S is. Yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's just not enough people out there that like that particular, st- like want that in a car. Yeah. And therefore they don't sell in the numbers that they need to and therefore people are not going to make Can't them. justify it, yeah. Because yeah. no one, Lotuses hold their value very well because I don't think they make tons of them. Yeah. And the, when you drive them, like you see in the Evora, really good. Yeah. And the Elise is good, but it's just not, it's not what I want. I'm too used to stuff that's much faster than that. Yeah. But they're all just such like sweet handling, ride so well. Yeah. They just seem a bit old now. Yeah. It's like a 10 year old design or whatever it is, but you never know then maybe their next car be like 20 kilos heavier. So 1250 or something. Yeah. And might deliver. Yeah. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We want some more of that. Gordon Murray, sprinkle your magic on some other manufacturers. Yeah, please. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get some actually lightweight stuff. It doesn't have to have a thousand horsepower or 700 horsepower or yeah. even 600 horsepower. Thousand kilos, 500 horsepower. Yeah. It's significantly faster than 1300 kilos, 500 horsepower. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Mate, absolute pleasure. It's been great. Yeah, it's been cool. I don't know what happened to that video feed. I think the camera's just cooked itself. Yeah. But um, I'll sort that out. Anyway, cheers. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Good to see you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.